I'm reviewing here! Ooh, hello everybody! Welcome to another episode of I'm Reviewing Here, a podcast where I, Matthew Bussey, watch and review science sounds top greatest movies of all time. <gasps> oh, it's always a mouthful to say in one, uh, in one, uh, breath. Yeah, but I think I do a pretty good job. I just had to re-record my previous intro because it was so crappy and sucky and was not funny at all. Wow, I am so sluggish today and I'm review. I'm, uh, rec- <laughs> I am reviewing and I'm also recording this at a very, uh, late time in the night. It is Sunday, my friends, and this episode is airing on a Monday. That's right, uh, because today's movie I almost didn't couldn't find. I found it at the very last minute. I'm going to get into that later, but holy me, oh my. I am like having that weird epiphany moment where I'm like, it's May 1st uh, today. 2023 has literally been like so challenging on so many levels and like not like dangerously challenging just just challenging like a lot has happened i had to put a new toilet in i just bought a place uh i bought a place and i came in yesterday to drop stuff off what my brother-in-law brought up this huge heavy couch we did it in like one go we were like macho men we were so good everything was going great i walked into my bedroom that was weird why is the floor wet um I looked in and my ceiling was leaking. Are you goddamn kidding me? Are you goddamn kidding? Yeah, I'm like, I just, that has been happening to me so much. What's so weird about life, like, I learned this, the more you grow up, the more life, like, continues to, to hit you in the balls. You know what I mean? Like, like, things go really, really well for a while. And then something unbelievably annoying has to happen. You know, that that's kind of been my, my, that's what I've been learning a lot. I mean, I, it's been like that for a while and I've kind of been denying it. But lately though, yeah, I don't know. I guess my, the message of my life is uh, when you buy a place, uh, you know, shit's going to happen. But, you know, it's all normal. And you can put a new toilet in and uh, it's not that hard. And, uh, you know, yeah, it rains, it pours. Uh, this has been one of the, most obnoxious weekends of my life. It has been torrential downpour. You know the movie Titanic? It made a little bit of money. It's kind of like an underrated movie. I feel like I'm in the water in Titanic. Literally, I hear the rain. I can hear it right now. I I hope it doesn't even get on mic here, but I literally feel like I'm sinking. I keep going around, and I was cooking tonight, and I just kept saying, Rose, Rose. I don't know why. I just, because the rain, the rain, it doesn't even rain in Titanic, but it just, I feel like I'm underwater right now sucks it's so freaking annoying stop raining oh jesus christ yeah and it's pouring with rain right now another great news i have a dog yeah cutesy huh i guess i shouldn't say her name for uh because you know she's a very private dog but yeah it's my my uh my dog niece don't laugh dog niece is a real term okay and i use it all the time it's real yeah i adopted her and it's been great it's been day one and she's already passed out she already did her she already did her first piss and dump in the city of philadelphia and it is going great she's taking a nap right now so yeah i'm really 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 annoying with with dogs like i talk to them like they're human and you know what if you do that too good for you dogs are like that part of your brain that you just want to talk to that you got to get your 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 truth out you know what i'm saying yeah you catch my drift 
Yeah, that's kind of what I, that's how I've always felt with dogs, which I think is why I'm such a, I'm so good with them. You know, they see me, I see them. I see into their soul. They see into my mouth. Yeah. Anyway, big, long, huge, weird, crazy year. And I'm grateful. I'm very, very grateful. And I uh, cannot wait to see what annoying, really obnoxious thing happens next. <laughs> uh. I am surprised that I'm recording this. It is late, uh, and I'm also very hungover. I went to a wedding party last night, and gin and tonic is my new favorite thing. Have I talked about that already? I probably did. But yeah, gin and tonic is this shit, and I love it. And uh, yeah, but you know, I'm paying for it today. I'm also paying for it with my voice. Oh, uh, before I get into the movie, I have a little fun announcement. So uh, I was kind of against this, but I'm very impressionable, so this was bound to happen. It's not going to be right away, but uh, I am going to begin uploading these episodes to YouTube. So yeah, you can follow this page on YouTube. I don't have any videos uploaded yet, but it's just called, you know, I'm uh, I'm real here. Sorry. <coughs> oh, why did I just do that? Uh, yeah, but they're going to be on there soon. Uh, it takes a while because you got to upload them and, you know, that little wheel of death is getting bigger and bigger and it puts it puts me to sleep and then I have nightmares when I sleep yeah it's really awful but anyway that's kind of exciting news if you don't like podcasts or anything then um you know well I don't know why you're listening to me for one thing but also if you just prefer YouTube then you know I get it I do get it so I'm going to start uploading them pretty soon I will let you know when they're all updated. It probably may not be until, I don't know, the end of this week. But um, in the meantime, though, I kind of would prefer if you don't watch them on YouTube, to be perfectly honest, because I don't really get like YouTube and podcasting, you know, it's kind of just, it, 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 it shouldn't be on YouTube. That's, that's my thing. But, you know, it, I do understand, though, it's more traction and, you know, more people prefer YouTube and, uh, and also no, you're not going to see my face. I'm not recording myself ever doing these. I'm thinking of maybe doing like an Instagram live taping, but I mean, it's not like exciting. You're just going to see me and like, it just, it's not exciting. Uh, yeah. So anyway, guys, uh, today's movie, I'm really, really, really happy to review. I know I always say that, but this one blew me away. It's like one of my, uh, not one of, I don't know if it's one of my favorites so far, but you know, this is movie 26 and damn, it was good. I had never heard of it before. I'd va I, I had heard of the director. It's by a director named, named, uh, King Vidor. Now I had heard of King Vidor because I thought he was either a famous King of Egypt or one of Jesus's, ba Jesus's, ba Jesus Christ, Jesus's BFFs say that really fast. Well, yeah, cause you know, Jesus did have a lot of BFFs. So, um, I don't know. And King, I mean, his name's King. So I just assumed he was a King, but no, he was actually a very famous silent director, not silent that he didn't talk silent that he did a lot of silent movies. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. This is the crowd.
Jesus is BFFs. I can't, I'm still laughing at that. You know why I'm laughing? Uh, uh, because it really reminds me of The Heat. Remember the movie The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy? And when they're in the bar and Melissa McCarthy's like, give me a whiskey. And the bartender's like, $14. And she goes, $14? Is it magic fucking whiskey? Do I get the motorcycle with it? Is it going to be served in Jesus' shoe? <laughs> oh, that movie is friggin' underrated and I love it. The crowd. Uh, it's a shame that you can't, well, you can, if you go on YouTube, you can watch that scene. That is, that scene that, that you just heard uh, is one of probably, if not the best scene in the movie on like a production level. It is just so incredible. I forget if I said this already because I'm hungover, but uh, the crowd, all, this movie, me watching it almost didn't happen. It's not available to stream anywhere, which is a shame. It's a travesty uh, because I really uh, want more people to see this. Like, I would love for anyone who, anyone who isn't even really like into silent movies, sorry, I'm hitting my chair. Anyone who's not even into silent movies, you will enjoy this movie. There's something about this movie that is very, very timely and sweet and heartbreaking and incredibly romantic and and it's not too long you know silent movies sometimes get a bad rep because so many of them are like three or, or like 10 hours long this is just a good old hour and 28 minutes i did one final search for the movie and i found somebody uploaded it to a website with french subtitles uh which you should not do do not ever do that and a part of me did not want to watch it because it's like well that's not right but i did just also really really want to watch it so skipping to the very end of this podcast i just want you to know that sadly no this is not available to stream anywhere but like i always say call your senators and have them put it uh on a streaming platform this could go very very well on hbo max because they are showing a lot of awesome incredible movies but uh Oh, sorry. It's a motorcycle. Anyway, the crowd though. Yeah. Again, like I said, I'd never heard of it. Um, this is, how do I, what do I call this movie? This is a, it's not an epic movie. It is a romance. All in all, it's a very heavy romance movie. There's a lot of humor in it. There's a lot of lighthearted, you know, joyful music and jokes and you know, quirky moments, but there's also a lot of tragedy in it and it gets, I'll get into it, but, you know, it gets, like, supremely dark, uh, like, midway through. I loved it, though. Uh, this movie, you know, I, I think what I really, and I'm, I'll, let me just say this. Look, this movie does not feature any big famous stars. The leads in it were not famous, and this was released by MGM. We all know MGM. Say MGM backwards. MGM! Showgirls 1995. Sorry, good quote. I had to say that. MGM... This came out in 1928, and MGM, they were not into ever, like, distributing movies that didn't have big names in it, you know? So King Vidor really um, went up to them and said, no, I have a really good story, though. I Please let me do it. You know, And his thing was because, you know, he wanted this to be a movie about the everyman. That's kind of what the lead character is in this film. And if you get a big star... Like, I don't know, if you get like a Humphrey Bogart or a Barbara Stanwyck, you know, no one's going to really take it that seriously. And that's, I think, what is very pleasant about this movie, because you see that happening more, I think, now, nowadays with, with movies. You know, obviously COVID put a damper on a lot of things, but there are a lot of big studio films that are taking these chances and taking, uh, giving these indie filmmakers a real shot. You know, I mean, like, A24 has been doing that for years. That's why they're awesome. But even, you know, every now and again, 
like Universal or like Warner Brothers, you know, they'll do that. And I think the crowd is really special because that's that's like one of the first examples too. You know, I think it's a movie that is so good for one thing, and it's exciting that MGM, this super wealthy, hugely successful distributor, really uh, took a chance on take a chance on me. I just had to say. I keep saying take a chance. I don't know what else to say. But you know what I mean, though? I think that's really uh, that's what I really like about this movie. Really quick fun fact about this movie. You know why it's also very famous? It is one of the first movies, if not the first movie, to feature a toilet. That's a true story, actually. Yeah. Can you believe that? Insane. Insane. A toilet. Yeah, there's nothing in the toilet, but, you know... 1928. Wow, we all know what we do in toilets. <laughs> yeah, I bet people really did faint when they saw that. People are so stupid. Anyway, um, the crowd. Yeah, this. Uh, I love this movie. It has a lot of energy from beginning to end. That is what I think I love the most about it. And also, I'm a hypocrite. I'm always like, I don't like romance. And then I always watch movies that are romances, and I fall in love with them. You know, no pun intended. I, I really do like. The leads in this movie, they are played by these two actors, James Murray and Eleanor Boardman. Boardman was born in Philadelphia. It's a small world. And she was actually married to the director, King Vidor, uh, when they made this. And uh, James and Eleanor, they were not, again, like I said, they weren't big names at all. They are so fantastic in this movie, though. My God. And to think that this is all silent, their expressions in this movie, the way they evoke, you know, happiness and love and and being in love and being heartbroken. It is so, like, moving. I know that there are a few shots in this movie where, yes, it's a little overacted, of course, but every silent movie was like that back then. But this movie, I mean, these actors were just so phenomenal. When they cry in this movie, I don't know. I felt a little little bump in my chest. It could have just been, you know... uh, Oh, what's it called when you eat too fast? Not indigestion. Heartburn. Yeah. Could have just been that. I don't know. But the fact that a silent movie from 1928 made me get a little emotional was... That's a big deal. Really big deal. I'll be right back. I have to go crack now. So, yeah. The Crowd, directed by King Vidor. He uh, co-wrote the screenplay for it with a guy named John V.A. Weaver. The cinematography, too, I just have to give a shout-out. This guy named Henry Sharp. The cinematography in this film, absolutely friggin' phenomenal. Uh, But before I get into that, let me just talk about the story. So this movie opens on the 4th of July. It's 1900. There's a little cute little baby boy that's born. We see this because we see the doctor literally lift up this butt-ass naked baby by its leg, and the music's like, do-do-do-do-do, and it's like, you know, it's a boy. This boy is John Sims. Uh, We cut many years later to when he is 12 years old, and his father dies. We don't really know what happens, but uh, he dies. And his father, it's important that, uh, you know, there's an important scene in the beginning where, you know, John is talking with his friends and he says, well, my dad said, I'm going to be really big when I'm, when I'm older, you know, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a, not big, like fat, but big, like financially, I'm going to be a, a successful person. And, you know, he tells that to his friends and they're, they're a little like incredulous, like, okay, whatever. But, uh, yeah, his father dies very, very sad. 
cut many years later. Well, not many. What's math? Not no. Uh, eight, yeah, nine years later, John is now twenty-one years old, and he is on a boat heading to the Big Apple. Like so many people in different states, you know, back in the day, just going to New York City, going to the land of the free, home of the brave. Yeah, you know, doing that uh, just wants to go and kind of start a new life. And he gets a job uh, at an insurance company. There's a tremendous shot, that clip that you heard in the beginning where the camera pans up. Oh my God, it's so cool. I don't know how they filmed this, but like the camera pans up into this building and then it goes into the building and it's like a high angle shot and you just see like hundreds of desks with people working at them all separated and you you know the camera zooms in and it zooms in and it zooms in and you see john working at one of the desks and it's so i don't know how they did that but you know the extras that they got for it holy crap amazing absolutely amazing shot uh so john is he's a pretty uh easy to get along with guy. He's very handsome and he's, he's, he smiles a lot and he's in a, he's in a good mood. He's a happy guy. He works with someone named Bert. Bert's kind of like a party guy. You know, he's, he's, he's the type of guy who's like, yeah, let's go get drunk and hit on girls. You know, he's that type of friend. Uh, he, uh, invites him to go on a double date with him, with these two young ladies to Coney Island. Oh, Coney Island. I don't think I've ever been there. I'm dying to go there though. One of the women, uh, is a woman named Mary. She's played by, by, she's played by Eleanor Boardman. Eleanor Board, Eleanor Boardman. That's kind of a Eleanor is just a, I don't know how I feel about the name and Boardman, but that's not her fault. She didn't choose it. Anyway. Uh, Mary and John are completely smitten with each other. She's beautiful. They hit it off so much. They go to Coney Island. They they go on all the rides, and it's there's so many people around everywhere, and they smooch like crazy on like one of the rides, and it's like a big smooch. I'm talking like like wow. I mean, I yeah, I I I almost thought I saw a tongue, but I didn't. Really fun fact, actually. You know, back in the day, like, actors, like, they, they're not actually kissing. There's one movie. It's called The Postman Always Rings Twice. It came out in 1946. It was so controversial because in one of the shots, I forget the actor's name, but he actually stuck his tongue into her mouth. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, So they are completely in love with each other. It's love at first sight. He proposes to her. That night, John, a little too fast, in my opinion, but Mary is smitten and she's like, yes, 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 yes. Let's just, let's just get married. I don't know what's going to happen, but let's just do it. And then the movie ends. No, I'm kidding. Uh, trouble comes in. Um, I don't even know really, I don't, this all happens very, very fast in the movie, but basically, you know, it, it spans across a few years. It's the next shot is Christmas Eve I think it's like a, a few year or I don't know, a few months or a few years later, but, uh, it's Christmas Eve. Mary's family's over her older mother. Uh, her mother is there and her two brothers are there. They just do not like John. They're giving him the stink eye. I don't really know why I thought it may have been because maybe John just isn't super, super wealthy and he's kind of not, you know, He's, he's not necessarily bringing home the bacon, as they say. You know, he's he's still a little bit like, he's just, he, he's one of so many insurance insurance people, you know, like at this huge building. He, he's not, he's not standing apart from anyone else, you know. So I think that's why 
Mary's family is, they're kind of like assholes and, you know, her brothers aren't very nice and they don't get along with John either. That night ends pretty badly. John goes and hangs out with Bert. He gets hammered. He comes home, Mary's in bed and she's pretty pissed off. Like, where were you? And John's very aggressive and, you know, ooh, toxic. Yeah. So their relationship is a little bit toxic and they fight some more. They are just bickering about everything. I, John, in my opinion, is really kind of a dick. Like, I don't really get what his problem is. I think, again, he is just struggling with the pure pressures of everyday life of trying to, you know, just get a lot of money. It's all about money. I mean, you have to remember, too, this is the, you know, early 1900s New York City. Everyone is trying to get rich. Everyone is. Everyone's trying to live the American dream. And I just don't think he can get there yet. And that's why he is just taking it out on... Mary. So they get in a big fight and, um, you know, Mary threatens to leave and, and John is like, well, fine. And he walks out and then Mary, you know, you see this instant regret on her face. And then she runs to the window as he's walking out and she, she mouths, you know, I'm pregnant. And he comes back up and all the hate that they had for each other there, it just all goes away and they smile and cry and they hug each other. And it is like a moment that is just so beautifully done because you know that, you know, everyone, every couple has those moments. And this is so just truthful and honest. It's, it's so good. Yeah. This movie, you know, it got me just in such a good mood, but, um, things do get a little bit dark, which I'll get into. So, yeah, she's pregnant. They have a son. Um, a few years pass, and they seem to be doing pretty well. John gets an $8 raise. Damn. Uh, they have another kid. They have a little girl this time. Uh, and Mary this time is kind of being a little bitchy and kind of getting on John about, well, you're not, why aren't you making more money? You should be making more money. And John's like, well, I have $8 more what more do you want? And she's like, well, no, you got, it's, it's not like, you know, I feel like it's kind of, she's trying to, to sort of evade her true feelings, which is like, you're not making us look good. You know, like we could be doing better and you're not making us look good. Oh, Mary, he's trying, he's trying, you know, give him a break. I think that's the good thing about the crowd. That's what I really liked. It's like the fact that I was like talking back to my TV in my head. I don't, I don't ever do it all out. But that's the good thing about this movie. These are really drawn out, three-dimensional characters. They're every people. It's like I said at the beginning, John is an every man, you know? Same with Mary. Every woman, you know? I mean, but they are, though. I'm not making a joke there. I mean, they are. It's just, these are people that, you know, I understand their pains and I understand their anger and their fears and their anxieties. I, I get it, you know? And I get why they fight. And I also get why... They're fighting, it's just, it's, they know that it's so stupid, you know, because they know that they are so mad for each other, and anyway, um, things do get, I keep saying things get better, but, well, that is a lot of, uh, the crowd, things get real, it's kind of like what I said at the beginning, things get really good in life, wow, look at that parallel, that was totally coincidental, things get really good in life, and then you look, and then, you know, life, like I said, hits you in the balls. Well, in this case, life actually hits their little girl. And by life, I mean a truck hits her. It's a really sad moment. I did not see that coming at all. And I actually gasped at that moment. And it's so sad because John has gotten a $500. Uh, he's won $500 at his job. 
uh, he, I don't know, he, I forget what he did. He, he uh, thought up of like a good slogan at his job and they liked it. The day he gets the $500, his kids are running in from the street, from off the street, and a truck hits the little girl. And it's horrible, and they bring her in, and he's crying and crying, and the, the whole town, everyone is, there's a huge, literally a huge crowd that forms, and she dies. And they are both just absolutely, John and, and Mary are just absolutely devastated. Like, I'm talking like scream crying. And even though it's a silent movie, like you just feel, you can like hear like the pain that they're yelling just, just by their, you know, over the top wailing, silent wailing. You know what I mean? Man, it's hard. John is completely depressed and he quits his job. He just doesn't believe in life anymore. Um, Mary's parents, uh, uh, not her parents, I'm sorry. Mary's brothers even offer him a job. And even he is like, I don't want your help. Just leave me alone, you know? And, Mary is just equally, like, pissed off, and she, you know, hits him, and then John leaves again, and you don't really know if John, in this next scene, if he's actually going to commit suicide, but he's just walking very forlornly, like, up this street, and uh, his son, though, you know, his older son, you know, his little boy is walking up with him, and he's just holding his hand, and he's, he's basically just like, it's okay, Pop, like, you know, I'm here, and you and mom should get along better, like, you know, and, and, oh, I know, it's really sad, and, uh, John just kind of sees this, and is like, okay, okay, you know, things are hard, but it's gonna get better, and he goes back, and, and, uh, he gets a job as a sandwich board carrier, uh, which I think what that is, is I think that is, it's the people that are like at like on the streets or like on the sidewalk and they have those like signs over their head that's like, you know, free french fries, go in there, you know, like those types of people. He gets that. Um and he gets back he gets that job and he gets back home and Mary though is about to leave him. She's just, you know, like this isn't going to work out. We just lost her child and we're just clearly not right for each other and we 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 were yelling at each other too much and she's about to leave. John starts bawling and he's just, please don't go, please don't go. And he gives her this, uh, uh, like a rose or what's it called? Like when you go to prom and you get like a thing on the guys get like a thing on their chest. Oh my God. What's that called? Corsage? Flowers? Dandelions? I don't know. Asparagus? I forget. She, he gives her that and, you know, he puts on this record and they look into each other's eyes and they realize, okay, okay, you know what? we always end up where, you know, we, we always have these fights and then we end up right back where we are, which means that we really are meant to be. And they dance and then they go to this vaudeville show and they're just laughing with the whole crowd and the camera pans out and it's all happy. And my friends, the crowd ends the movie, the crowd, not the crowd in the audience, the crowd, the movie ends. It's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. And I just loved every second of it. I loved mainly, you know, Murray and Boardman's performances. I just, I, I fell in love with them so much in this. Now, it's really sad. The history of uh, James Murray, who played uh, John in it, is very sad. He died seven years after this movie came out in 1935. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm getting this wrong. Wait, so, I, I got to do the math in my head. Seven eight years 
Why can't I do this math? Yeah, no, eight years. He died in 1936. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. He died. He uh, got really, he became an alcoholic and he was declared, they found his body on July 11th, 1936 in the North River Pier in New York City. They don't know if he jumped or if he fell uh, into the pier, but they found him there and very very sad he didn't really do a lot of other movies after this uh he did a movie called babyface in 1933 that was really controversial uh it was a it was a known as a pre-code hollywood era movie which means pre-code means movies to kind of get a little bit naughty if you know what i'm saying wink wink yeah babyface baby doll babyface i forget what's called um i babyface i haven't seen that in a while but yeah, that's really sad, though. He, that happened to him, and Vidor was really, uh, you know, gutted by that, the director, and he actually wrote a screen... This is kind of crazy. He ended up writing a screenplay about Murray and his life, but it never got published, um, which is, you know... Really, sorry, I just burped. Kind of sad, but, you know... Wow, rest in peace, though. It is really sad. Alcoholism, man, it really... It just... Um, it, it sucks, but... This movie, though, I you know, the research I did in this movie, so it's pretty amazing. Vidor did shoot, uh, shoot a lot of this in New York City. He did not, like, make a big... He, he didn't, like... What am I, he didn't make, like, a big deal, though, when he was filming. Like, he didn't have, like, a huge movie set. He didn't... He, he, he would kind of just, like, secretly put his camera, like, in the crowded streets of New York City, and all the people that you see in it, they're not extras. They're just normal New Yorkers going about their day and there's even a shot in the movie i have to go back and find it but you can actually see a cop uh it looks like he actually looks at the camera and kind of points and goes like you know go like go away like he kind of does that and that's not an actor that was a real cop going get out you what are you doing you can't film people like this but uh yeah i think that that's uh pretty pretty cool for back then um i think it's so cool seeing new york city uh, in the 20s. I mean, actual footage of New York City in the 20s. That is so cool. You read about the roaring 20s and to actually see a movie that is mostly filled with non-actors. It's just so cool. I've spoken a lot about the cinematography. I just thought that was amazing. You know, there, I forgot there's a kind of a, uh, uh, what's the word? Smoochy? No, not smoochy. Not smoochy. What what is it like when like a rom com is very uh, cheesy in a way? Like any Nicholas Sparks movie is this mo is that adjective? I can't think of it right now. There's a scene where uh, Mary and John go to Niagara Falls, and they did. I, I mean, they clearly filmed that at Niagara Falls, unless they got a huge. They built a huge ass waterfall. They go there on a date, like right next to the waterfall, which I don't think is a good idea. You would get soaked, and it's so hard to hear. I've been to Niagara Falls, and it's really cool, but a date there i don't know i don't know jim and pam got married in niagara falls though on the office so i guess it was kind of romantic but they go there and you know there's a there's a line that i kind of rolled my eyes but it's cute uh john turns to mary and he goes my love will never stop mary it's like these falls like these falls because the falls aren't stop get it yeah Oh, that's cute. Yeah, but, you know, there are just, there's a lot of uh, nice moments in this. There are a lot of nice moments in this movie. Uh, what was interesting, but not surprising, is that the head of MGM Studios, Louis B. Mayer, Vidor sent him, you know, the movie when it was finished, and Mayer hated it. 
he hated it. He did not like it. He has he went on like for the rest of his life to say how much he disliked it. Even though this movie got two Oscar nominations, King Vidor was also nominated for an Oscar for this. Uh, that was one of the nominations. But yeah, Mayer hated it. And in particular, he did not like the original ending. The original ending was apparently a lot darker and uh, bleaker. I think in the original ending, I, I, I didn't find what the original ending is, but I think... I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it just basically ends with John and Mary not getting back together, which honestly is, I think would have been a more realistic kind of ending, you know, to be, and I'm not trying to be like a pessimist, but after what John and Mary have been through, no, I don't know if they would stay together. So it's a little unrealistic, but you know, this is also the twenties and everybody was like, well, we got to make happy movies. So Mayor forced Vidor to change the ending and make it happy and have them get back together. And I guess it's, you know, I am kind of a romantic and I like happy things. I need happy things, especially all the time. We all do happy things, you know, in movies that is. Um, so I think, you know, tonally the, the, the tone of the crowd is a little bit slightly jumbled, you know, cause it is very happy and romantic and then it is incredibly dark does it all totally, like, is it all, is it all tethered in a realistic, organic way? Not really, now that I think about it. But you know what? It is what it is. I loved it for so many reasons. I loved it, especially that, you know, even though Mayer was a, a, a meanie about it, I think it's really exciting to see that this was one of those films by a big studio that, um, I'm going to say it again, took a chance on a, an indie filmmaker, took a chance on someone who just said, no, I'm not going to get you big stars, but it's a good story. Let me do it. And you know what, King Vidor, you made a beautiful movie. What's the moral of this movie? Ooh, life is hard. Uh, if you fall in love, probably you should think about it before you get married. Uh, you know, John and Mary do go through a lot of shit in this film, but yeah, I don't know if they're getting married so soon, you know, they, it's no, not their fault that their child got, gets hit by a truck in this, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's a broad moral, <laughs> but life is hard. Yeah. Life is hard, but when you're in love, don't lose that. You know, when you're in love with someone, you're both going to drive each other crazy, but don't lose that love. Hold on to that love. Everybody. And that, my friends, is how I'm going to end this episode. Like I said, you can't stream this movie anywhere, but as soon as it is available to stream, I'll definitely, if you follow me on Instagram, I'll definitely, uh, you know, let you all know if you care. But you should care because this was a beautiful film, and I'm so happy that I saw it. I'm so happy that I saw this at the very last minute. Woo! Feeling good. Feeling really, really good. Guys, this was really fun. It's always fun. Don't forget to review and subscribe. New episodes of I'm Reviewing Here are every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do have new movies this week. They're both very different movies. Very different. Friday, I am... Uh, Friday's going to be a little racy, just giving you a heads up. But uh, no, I'm not going to do anything racy. I'm going to talk about racy stuff because the movie's very racy. I did not know it was going to be that racy. And my parents came home when that movie was playing so that got a little awkward but yes uh this was awesome though i love you all thank you for tuning in have a good rest of the day Bye bye schmaltzy 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 that's the word i was thinking of yes 
schmaltzy. If a movie is schmaltzy, it means that it's really sappy. Okay, that's all. That's it. Goodbye. I just had to get that in. Bye.